the retail supply chain show where we break down great retailers the supply chains that move them and of course the data that they use to make decisions and as always uh, we are more than just a podcast that you can find on pretty much everywhere that you listen to podcasts Uh, we are also a community newsletter so twice a week you get to hear from me uh, chatting away in your emails about various topics in the retail supply chain Um, And I also love to include information from our own sonar, um, teaching you guys how our uh, freight experts here use the tool to make decisions uh, throughout the week. And also, you know, hopefully giving you guys insight on areas that you can improve your supply chain as well. So for everyone that's been listening to the podcast, make sure you go to freightwaves.com slash POS to subscribe to that newsletter. And of course, I did want to let you guys know this next week, we're supposed to have our Valentine's Day episode for the contestants who won the headache challenge that was part of that newsletter as well. Fortunately, I forgot that we have a really great summit coming up, which we'll dive into in a second, Um, and a couple of scheduling issues with a few of them. So we're moving that back to March 9th. Uh, So on March 9th, we'll dive into um, some of those Uh, issues that they're having and be able to involve everyone that had an opportunity to win that contest. So um, that is still happening, just sending a little love about a month later. Um, But the reason that we can't do that next week is because, like I said, we do have a summit coming up and it's one of my favorites because number one, it's a week long um, and who doesn't love a week long uh, event full of content. Uh, But two, there's a whole day a whole day just focused on retail. Uh, so I figured what we do at the beginning of this episode is dive into some of the uh, fireside chats that we're going to be holding and some of the cool speakers that are coming up to give you guys an idea of different um, sessions that you should make sure that you attend. Um, of course, you know, day one is going to be about maritime, which makes sense, right? We're talking global supply chain. We've got to figure out how to get these goods uh, across the ocean over, over here to us as fast as possible. And I am going to be a little biased. Uh, for that one, I think one of my favorite events that, or chats that you're going to be seeing is with my beloved co-host for Great Quarter Gals, Kaylee Nix. She's actually going to be interviewing Jim Newsom, who's the CEO of South Carolina Ports Authority. Now, I'm really excited for this one because I'm sure all you guys are hearing about is how much the ports are congested and how difficult of a time they're having keeping up with unloading containers. Well, I think this one will be particularly interesting because the South Carolina ports have done an absolutely great job, not just handling their own regular um, port congestion, but handling, handling a lot of the overflow that's been seen from various ports as well. Um, They've actually experienced 23% gain over the past year in containers that they've unloaded. And a huge part of that is because of, what do you know, operational investments. Uh, They've actually, over the last couple of years, have invested over $2 billion 
into the port, uh, whether that is machinery or um, working with new clients in order to build retailer warehouses around the space. Um, it's been working out for them. One of the biggest retailers and the one that I'm sure you guys are sick and tired of me talking about is Walmart. They have a really, really great contract with Walmart to be able to help them set up a no number of warehouses around the area. And I think what you guys will get out of this talk is that a lot of retailers and a lot of companies are starting to figure out, you know, where can we better place our warehouses? What other port relationships can we make? Um, and especially in this one, and what I'm excited to hopefully hear from Jim is their ability to really start sharing the data from and to their ports. Um, they've literally made it a goal to unsilo uh, communication uh, with carriers, with freight forwarders, with logistics providers, um, so that they can get the data they need to make sure that when their container's there and ready to go, that a carrier is ready to pick that up as well. And I think it's really paying off for them. So make sure you guys check that out on day one. Uh, like I said, day two is all about retailers. Uh, so that whole day, I would make sure that you're you're sitting there, you've got that on your computer. That's why we all have these dual screens, right? So that we can have something else on the other side. Make sure you're, you're keeping track of that one. We do have a running chat through all these events. So if you guys have any questions, uh, we will have experts there, including myself on day two, that will be there to help answer questions, help uh, get you in touch with some of the speakers that are uh, part of the event as well. So don't be shy. Make sure that you're throwing any questions that you guys have in there because it also helps us gauge you know, what future content you want to hear from us. And um, of course, I'm going to say one of my favorite chats on that day is the one I did myself <laughs> with John Gold, actually, who's the vice president of the Supply Chain and Customs Policy for the National Retail Federation. And I've done a lot of these chats. And honestly, John was one of my favorite people to talk with. He's just so well-versed in his industry and what he's doing, and especially with major retailers in the space. And he dives into not just what needs to be done in ports and, and kind of goes past a lot of the stories that you do see on the surface level of solving those issues. But he dives into automation and just different trends that he, he thinks are personally interesting uh, and what he expects out of this new year as well. So definitely check that one out because you'll hear from me as well, right? Uh, another great one, too, is one of my uh, great friends here and uh, one of my favorite reporters, favorite writers is Mark Sullivan. He's actually interviewing Bryn Ladd, the chief supply chain officer at KPI Integrated Solutions. And they're diving into micro fulfillment and how to build that up in your own uh, within your own operations. And uh, you know me, I'm always talking about micro fulfillment. I think it's going to be one of the biggest game changers when it comes to retail uh operations here in the future. Um, so I would definitely check that one out. And even better is I get to host our lunch uh, break with Mark as well. So if you guys have any questions about the day or just want to pick our brains, um, check out our lunch break, uh, lunch icebreaker session. Uh, we'll be there to take any questions. And trust me, you guys want to ask Mark some questions. He's been in this industry, writing about this industry at least twice as long as I've been in it. Um, and he's always got some really great opinions and, and different tips to share as well. So check that out as well. Uh, day three is also, I think, retail related. So I would check out the whole day. It's focused on consumer packaged goods. Um, for this one, I think you guys really need to make sure you get, you're up and ready and checking out the keynote speaker. 
um, because we're finally going to hear from a piece of the Biden administration. We have John Drake, who's actually the vice president of supply chain policy for the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Anthony Smith will be talking with him on the infrastructure bill and infrastructure in general. Um, and I think that's going to play a big part of, of how a lot of you are planning your supply chain. So um, I would definitely check that one out. And then uh, once again, I'll be hosting the lunch break during that time too. So just when you thought you couldn't get enough of me on day two, you can get a second scoop on day three. <laughs> um, day four is a lot of what I have talked about in past uh, podcasts is our automotive supply chain. And I would be a fool to not recommend any fireside chat put on by Alan Adler. Uh, and he's going to be interviewing the director of end-to-end -end planning for ZF North America, uh, Brandon Paquette. And this one's going to be fun because they're actually one of the largest semiconductor suppliers for North America and for OEMs. So I know Alan, he asks the tough questions. He's got a great way of doing it. I try to learn from him myself. I'm sure he's going to be diving into how you're keeping up with demand, how they're spreading supply and how they're becoming resilient in the future. So um, for all of you wondering when those, <laughs> those four trucks are going to be available, that's a good one to check out. Um, and then lastly, day five, we have industrial oil and gas, which I think is a huge underlying piece of our economy that just people in general kind of skip over. So I really would check that one out. And for all you retailers, I'm sure you're starting to hear from your customers more and more about ESG, making sure that you're sustainable, that you're um, lowering your carbon footprint. So for you, I would definitely check out uh, Tyler Cole, our director, Freightways director of carbon intelligence. He's going to be interviewing Rick Ahrens who's the program director for the Smart Freight Center. And they're going to be talking about how to decarbonize logistics as, as a whole. So if you're starting to get those requests from your customers, uh, I would definitely check out that session. But those, I mean, that was just a handful of events. We have multiple speakers throughout the whole day. You're going to see Great Quarter Gals has a live episode with Bruce Chan, which will be really interesting too. So Take that time, make sure you check out our sessions, plan ahead. And of course, you know, we'll have all of them recorded for you so you can check it out again in the future as well. Um, but, you know, today I'm really excited because if you guys saw Lori's article this week, uh, we had a uh, container tracking company, Traxins, had a raise and also acquired a company called Next Score. And today I've been lucky enough to have. David, who's the CEO of Traxons with us today. David, thank you so much for joining the show. I'm happy to have you. He's joining us all the way from France. So let's all give him a round of applause for making sure he stayed up late with us to be on here with us today. Yes. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm keeping my French accent, Grace. Thank you for having me there. Very happy to be there. <laughs> Perfect. Now, I... <laughs> Yeah, if I didn't introduce it, would they have ever figured out? <laughs> um, David, can, right? David, can you dive into what Traxons is for our audience and really the types, both software and hardware solutions that you provide for them? Yeah, indeed. That's a, that's a mixed bag of both. You're absolutely right. The, the goal of the game for us is to allow our customers to obtain what we call total transparency on their container supply chain. And uh, we like to use the term transparency as opposed to sometimes other people using the term visibility because it's much more than uh, some dots on the map following a container. It's uh, uh, real-time information about the whereabouts of, of a given container, where it is going, where it's going, and where it's uh, coming from. That's the basic stuff. 
but also what is the temperature inside the container? Did you have any suspicious events, such as a door opening in the middle of nowhere, or is there a shock, or is there all sort of things that may happen to your container? And depending on the value density of what you have in your container, some chargers may be extremely interested in finding out real time if there's something wrong happening. So that's what we uh, like to call ourselves a transparency company. And to do so, uh, as you rightfully said, it is a combination of a device that we attach to a container, either on a permanent basis or now with an explorer on a, uh, on a removable uh, basis. And uh, that offers great flexibility. And uh, from that device, you may be able to monitor a number of things, such as temperature, humidity, pressure, these types of things and uh, to understand uh, if the cargo integrity is remaining as it should be or if there are some issues going on. And here you see a picture of the next um, device and that's the one of the TrackSense device. Perfect, yeah. And it's, I love that you brought up the difference between transparency and visibility because I think a lot of our audience, when they don't under, completely understand that when we're giving visibility updates, a lot of these visibility companies are using geofencing and other methods to give them that results. It's not real true time for them. Um, so that's one level of it. But also what's great is that you're able to solve a lot of hard problems for your customers. I know when we last spoke, you had talked about really interesting use case with a coffee customer. Could you describe yes. that for them and, and the end results of that as well? And, and you're right. You're right, Grace. I mean, visibility is a is a very important problem to be solved. And I'm very happy that uh, a number of players are capable of doing it. Uh, at the end of the day, that's that's good for chargers and good for everybody. Um, now, on, on the top of that, you may have use cases that uh, are going beyond visibility. And that coffee maker, and that's a good example I, I sometimes like to use, um, is not only interested in finding out where her container is coming from and when is the predictive ETA of that container throughout the journey. That's one thing. But the uh, when you when you carry coffee and transport coffee into a container, it is a very sensitive uh, goods, right? I mean, the green coffee, for example, uh, requires the door to be open from time to time to ventilate. Um, so you need to find out when the door is being opened, is it a normal course of event or if it is something that uh, is happening because somebody is trying to put some drug into the container because the, the green coffee has, has such a strong smell that you may hide all sorts of things that uh, you don't wish uh, to find in the street. Um, and uh, so that's that's where do I make a difference between a normal event of the door is being opened, where it is a custom inspection, or if it is regular stuffing and stuffing, or if it is something where you know a, a smuggler is trying to put something into it. So uh, and not to mention all the things that could happen, like a shock on the container and the door is being opened and the cargo is being damaged and these types of things. So having real time monitoring of those door opening and having some alerts into some dashboards uh, allows you to make a real difference between what is a normal thing and what is a not normal thing. And when it is not normal, then you want to have some reaction, you want to have some alerts, you want to be able to uh, you know, support a documented claim uh, with your insurance, all these types of things. And the, um, that particular coffee maker, was a coffee importer, was a, was a big customer of ours, 
um, has uh, the insurance of that company is actually paying for the technology uh, on those containers. So that that showcases that uh, there is a true interest even for down down the down the down the road for the insurance to be part of that uh, value chain. Yeah, I think you know you touched on a, n- a number of problems that you're fixing in that one alone. One crime, right, which is a huge deal, especially crossing borders. You want to make sure that you get through customs with no issues. To waste, uh, the fact that we've, they've had such a, a fall off of claims, like we're not having to waste that that coffee bean at all. It's it's actually going to be used. And three, um, insurance claims, which at the end of the day is just going to drive down insurance costs in general. So um, I, I love that using these trackers is, is much more deeper than just being able to accurately uh, figure out when your inventory is going to be where it's at it's knowing that that inventory isn't going to be smuggled isn't going to be handled incorrectly and it's going to be safe for, for consumption once it arrives yeah that's totally um, and, and one, yeah, yeah. And the, the chargers are not the only one interested into having some real-time data what's going on on the container you, you were mentioning the the logistics guys or the people taking care of the maintenance of those uh, containers, and uh, from time to time, you know, the basic stuff is um, to do some, uh, you know, regular maintenance. You may not need too much information about it, but if it is a refer container and you want to predict when is the right time to do the next round of maintenance, having some insight information of the behavior, the whereabouts of the container, and the temperature curve, these type of things, may give you some very important insights to you know, schedule when is the right time to do the maintenance and have an optimization of your flow and uh, not create further congestions or further delays. And we all know that at the moment, uh, it's not the lack of those that we have, unfortunately. So there is a a true case for optimization of the supply chain uh, in those very tense times that we see at the moment on on the global supply chain of containers across the world. Definitely. Um, so you, you guys just uh, had a, a raise recently of what would come out to about 25, a little over 25 million U.S. dollars. Um, and part of that was acquiring Next4. Can you explain to the audience uh, what Next4 is and why it was important for you guys to acquire that company? Yeah, Next4 is a, is a very interesting, uh, very, very interesting company. And uh, um, let me give you... Um, an example or the difference between TrackSense and Next4 and why the uh, being together makes so much sense. Um, where we are coming from is from the supply chain of uh, ocean carriers point of view. So meaning we have our device being permanently installed on the container, on the on right door of the container. It stays as long as the device is alive. It could be six, seven years. And uh, it follows the container no matter what's going on. Uh, and that is good when you're an ocean carrier and you have on those large, on those long trades and so forth. But if you're a freight for water or logistic provider, you need much greater flexibility. Number one and number two, you do not have you do not have your hands on the container uh, ahead of time, and you may not be able to install such a device uh, when it when it should be, and you want to be able to remove it. So uh, next four is coming from the angle of the freight for water. It has a removable device. And it takes five seconds to install it on on the door side, and uh, and here you go. You may follow your cargo uh, any any point in time. So when you're stuffing, you install that that, that device, 
and then when it's time to end stuff, then you remove the device and then you follow the cargo to the next uh, segment of your journey. And the combination of having these two solutions in the same portfolio, we believe is offering our customers a greater choice. And let's not forget that at the end of the day, customers are the one, you know, uh, are the king there and they, they want to have a choice, they want to have flexibility. So our point is uh, we want to make sure that we can offer such flexibility and, and solve use cases that are, you know, more and more complex with a uh, greater depth in our portfolio. So here's why it's making sense for us to, to get together with Nextborn. Of course, definitely. And when you're working, are your, are your customers mostly shippers? Are they freight forwarders? What type of, um, of markets are your customers coming from? Yeah, so it's there's a very unusual thing with with Traxxons is uh, when you look at the shareholder bench, uh, you have the three largest uh, of the juries out. The, 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 the juries out. Who's number one? Who's number two? Who's number three? But if you look at uh, <laughs> CMA, CGM, uh, Maersk, and MSC in alphabetical order, those three guys are um, shareholders of, of Traxxons, uh, and they are part of the stack. They've been there for a while. Maersk joined like a year ago, and the, the two of those um, started very much at the beginning of the Traxxons journey. So we have historically, you know, approximately half of the containers in the world being operated by those three giants. Uh, and we are a very small company there. So there is a there, there is a thesis to look for standardized and interoperable solutions across the different uh uh, the different players, although they are competing to one another, they like to offer a standardized solution. So uh, that that's that's very uh, very unusual for for a company like uh, like Transcend. Awesome. So uh, for the rest of the year, now that you've you've had the strays to this new partnership, what should we expect from from your company, and and what trends do you see in in technology within uh, global shipping? Totally. So even though, you know, when you look at the total number of containers and the number one and the number, number of containers, which are called, I call them smart because they have that little device on it. We are still at the very beginning of the, uh, of the journey. But what we are seeing now, we, when I look at the number of devices we installed in the last six, seven years, which is about 100, 120,000. And what we have in the backlog, of, uh, of firm orders coming from our customers, which is about twice as twice as much, I see the beginning of a hockey stick in terms of um, of implementation and and willingness to massify the equipment. So, I think we are the beginning of that acceleration. And uh, when I look at the demand coming in from those chargers and the freight forwarders and stuff like that, it is it is pushing very very hard. So with next four was primarily focusing at, at, the, at the freight forwarders, bringing in some of the largest freight forwarders as customers into, into our portfolio of customers. Then, uh, you know, we are, we are giving very good reasons for everyone to continue the acceleration and continue the installation rate uh, of getting those containers smarter. So um, that's, that's what we see in terms of trends. And, uh, and there will be more and more you know, more and more sophisticated use cases. You know, everybody, every every day you wake up in the morning, you have a new use case, you know, and you put more intelligence in the data and there or there, and then you have another uh, point where you could add some value somewhere. And uh, with the tension we have today, you know, there are pockets of value everywhere at every corner. So 
it is uh it is those are busy times for us perfect well we'll have to have you on in the future to go through those use cases as well thank you so much for being here with us today david and uh we'll have you on soon um and see you for at everyone TPM else yeah yeah yes. uh, i'll be at tpm <laughs> with, uh, with cedric rosemont with the ceo of nextborn happy to uh, have a coffee or have a chat with you guys uh, whenever you whenever you're there. So see you in Long Beach in a couple of weeks. And I'll be online for your big show next week. So thank you, Grace. Oh, yay. Thank you so much, David. For everyone else listening, I really appreciate you being a part of this episode. Make sure that you're subscribing to our podcast wherever you do listen to this and subscribing to our newsletter as well. Uh, this was, I think, a really great episode to show everyone why we're seeing such huge raises in the industry, why we're seeing such large valuations coming from all of these different technology players. We're solving huge problems, problems that haven't been solved, problems that are going to lead to huge amount of deductions and waste, huge amounts of op uh, positive optimization, and just um, overall a more resilient supply chain. So um, check out JP's article to learn more on, on those valuations here as well. But for everyone else, thank you for being a part of the show and just keep on shopping. Thank <laughs> you.